Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're rocking and rolling on this Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line. Thanks for hanging out with us on VSIN and DraftKings Network. Alongside Will Hill today, I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Michael Lombardi still doing a little bit of book tour stuff. Football done right. Make sure, by the way, you go out and get the book if you haven't already. Although, if you're listening to this show, I bet you already have well done. But excited to have Will with us today. Make sure you check out the Bear Bets podcast, part of the Fox Sports family of networks on, there on the podcast. How fun has that been, by the way? I was going to say everybody that's in the group chat but i'll mess up sammy p's last name so i'll let you tee it up you said it right sammy p that's his last that's, name that's how we do uh, it that's fun. all we say yeah it's a lot of fun <laughs> a lot of uh good uh you know good good uh joking around with each other we found some winners it's been good we do these little group bets and sometimes they go well sometimes you pick miami a month ago to win the conference and they just completely implode and mario cristobal decides to not take knees and it, it, it it's costly but it does lead to good content so yeah it's been fun well we were texting about miami because i did a future oh. on the hurricanes as well uh, which i should have known better i've covered mario cristobal enough at this point in my career i should i should have known better should have moved on but it's all right. Want to talk about bad football, though. How about what we saw on Monday night uh, with the Jets and Chargers? It was uh, an interesting game, to say the least. But as we push it forward to what's to come this week, I was a little bit surprised to see the Jets laying two against the Raiders this week here in Vegas in primetime on Sunday night football. Uh, I, I know that the Raiders obviously could be poised for a little bit of a letdown after all of the celebrating and cigar smoking in the locker room after their their 30-point game this past weekend. But I don't know. Laying two, the Jets on the road, seems a little dicey to me. Sure. Certainly pops off the page. is a good teaser leg. If you can get the Raiders up to eight, it should be a close game, a low-scoring game, a rookie quarterback for Vegas, Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, you, you don't think he's going to cover – a line by eight where he's going to win by two scores by double digits, basically. So Raiders an obvious teaser leg in that one and a half, two range. We were talking off the air. Sometimes the better way with these, and it's boring for yeah. content. Just be like, Oh, tease it, tease it, tease it. It's so mechanical. It's so obvious, but it's a betting show. We're trying to make money. And to me, you're getting the Raiders as a teaser. Like, I, I just don't think anybody is winning this game by 10 points, barring turnovers because last night's a good example where that's uh, you look at most of the stats. It's a dead even game. Jets had more yards per play. Jets had more yards. <laughs> 
There were seven fumbles in the game. Jets recovered six of them, and there's a punt return for touchdown for the Chargers. So these games can get away from you, but um, I, look, I don't, I don't want any part of the side. It would be under nothing. I know it's a low total, but should be a conservative game plan. Sal is a defensive coach. Pierce is a former defensive player. To me, that has like 16, 13 written all over it. Both those teams probably go in saying, hey, as long as we don't screw it up, as long as we don't turn it over, we can win this game. So I don't know. Under Raiders is a teaser. I have no idea who's going to win this game. Yeah. Zach Wilson getting sacked eight times last game makes me fear for his life against Max Crosby <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. And I'm very curious if the motivation factor that Antonio Pierce has clearly brought from an energy standpoint, uh, a Raiders swag standpoint, if that's something that's able to carry over or if that was just kind of the shot in the arm playing for your interim coach that that initial game. We all remember how it fell off the rails for Jeff Saturday and the Colts yep, last year one. after they got that initial win. Um, so, But you mentioned teasing, which I think could be a way to approach the Chargers this coming week as well against the Lions. They're getting one and a half points at home, total 48 and a half. Yep. Again, Chargers would be an obvious teaser leg, but I, I don't want to just sit here on the fence the whole time. I'll give you a side. I like the Lions here. To me, the Lions are better on offense, better on defense. I don't know what's going on with Herbert. I guess, he, you know, he looked really good against the Bears, but that was the Bears and, and they're not good on defense. And last night it was not pretty. Even one of his very few, uh, very few completions, some of their yardage was that Keenan Allen just ridiculous catch. So I don't know. I don't know if the fingers bother him. I don't know what's going on. But to me, Detroit, this is basically going to be a home game for them. It's a cheap money line. I think they've got the, the better unit on both sides with the offense, with the defense, a week to prepare. Uh, I like Detroit here. I do think they win this game. Yeah, it goes from one and a half now to two and a half since I last looked at it there. But the stuff with the finger doesn't make sense with me because it's on his non-throwing right. hand. Like, I don't get why it's, why right. it would be impacting his accuracy the way it has. No, yep, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. I don't I don't really understand it either. But he definitely hasn't looked the same here. And you know, maybe we're all just biased. We've seen the good with Herbert. We've seen the arm strength that every time he plays well, we just say, oh, it's the finger, it's this, it's that. Maybe I'm guilty of it too. But Detroit, there's there's no home field for LA, uh, and Detroit's just the better team. I have no problem here taking Detroit on a cheap money line. I wouldn't be shocked if that gets to three. I think at three, maybe you get some people buy back on the Chargers and figure, hey, every game is close with them. Well, they've won two pretty comfortable games last week or so, but I think this this money line is cheap. This line's cheap here. Detroit's, to me, clearly the better team. To me, the Chargers, middle of the pack team. Lions are a top, what, I don't know, six, eight, ten team, somewhere in that range. So if home field's not a factor, I just don't know how you basically make this line you know, as low as it is. Yeah, and it also looks like the Lions are going to get David Montgomery back. Dan Campbell saying he's got a good feeling. Quote, I think there's a good chance. We'll see when we pad him up. But week 10 has kind of felt like it would be the target for him to come back. I'm curious what you think about the utilization between him and Jameer Gibbs, because obviously we've seen Gibbs pop with David Montgomery out, out of the lineup. But with him in, he's been the workhorse. I would think it'd be more of a split than before. I remember you picked this kid really high in the draft. What was it? The 12th pick in the draft. We talked about this with Bijan Robinson. It just doesn't make sense to pick a running back that high to begin with. If you're going to pick him that high, all right, let's get the most out of him. Let's use him. Let's sort of run him into the ground here. To not do that, I don't understand at all. But Gibbs had a breakout game a couple weeks ago, Monday night against the Raiders. I would think you see more of a split here, especially Montgomery coming off an injury. I think we'll see plenty of both. But I would think Gibbs' usage is up from that first month or so when he was just kind of in and out and, and used sparingly. Yeah. In terms of the numbers with Montgomery inactive Gibbs on the ground and in the air, back-to-back -back starts with over 126 all purpose yards and 21 plus touches with Montgomery on the field, 
clear backseat, averaging 55 yards on 11 and a half touches. But Campbell, to your point, did say that Gibbs will see a fair share of touches. Uh, you mentioned B. John Robinson. So let's go there because as a B. John Robinson fantasy owner, I've been big mad seeing Tyler Algier continue to be the one getting the carries and marching down the field for a touchdown, especially that one drive last last on Sunday. I was... Big mad. But amid this recent criticism about the way that Bijan Robinson has been used, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith, said this morning that his impact away from the ball can open things up for the offense at times. So you tell me what you think about this. He says they haven't used Robinson in the green zone this season because of how defenses have attacked them near the end zone. What? I'm not buying that at all. I'm not sure the scoring in your league. How many, how many points is it worth to open up the offense for other people in your league, though? I'm sorry, say that again? I, I don't know how the scoring works in your fantasy league. How many points do you get in your league for it to open up the offense for other people? Is that a category, oh. opening up the yeah. offense? Please. What pick did you use? I'm trying to poke the bear a little bit. What no, pick we're not. We don't, need, we don't need to discuss what that. What pick was it? You can tell us. Nobody, nobody's listening. I was what like, was I think I was nine. Okay. So you not, had big hopes. Not, you had dreams. I, I did. You felt good about the pick. You were probably taunting the rest of the people in your draft. And now what? I was not taunting, but I was very optimistic, okay? I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed about what we were going to get. But you're, okay, you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, so obviously you watch this team very closely. When you see Atlanta force a fumble and they return it to the Vikings' one-yard line, do you not assume that for one of the ensuing four plays that B. John Robinson would be on the field? Like, you would have been shaken in your boots as a Vikings fan, right? B. John Robinson for sure going to be on the field for one of those plays, right? No. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. And and Smith is very, I would say, defiant after the game. He's almost talks down to the media, like all oh, the people that understand football, understand what I'm doing. He did this with Ritter, too, where he's like, well, you, you guys who don't watch the film wouldn't understand how good Ritter is. And next thing you know, they're benching him. It's very strange. He looks he, he looks a little bit over his, over his head there. He, he, I don't think he's long for that job. Unless they make some run at the playoffs here, I would think there's a new coach next year in Atlanta. Uh, Taylor Heineke looks like he's going to get the start again this week as well. Are, are you of the belief that he is an upgrade for Desmond Ritter? How do you view things right now as far as the quarterback position goes? Yeah, I know you watch a lot of college. You cover a lot of college. I go back to Cincinnati with Ritter. I can't believe he got picked that high, picked as a starter. I, I didn't understand the loyalty to him. Not that t- Taylor Heineke is a Patrick Mahomes or anything, but he's better. He's a little better. He's he's okay. He's in this category. There's always four or five of these guys. Ryan Fitzpatrick was like this, Brissett's like this, where – they're great as a backup. If they're their starter, you know, you, you'd rather have them start for four or five games and, and be a, a backup. But they're always in that fringe of like being a starter, being a backup. He's he's an OK starter. He's a great backup, but he is better than Ritter, in my opinion. Do you, do you disagree? Do you have them more even? No, I I yeah, I think that he's an upgrade if not if if for no other reason than the turnovers, because for right. as many areas as Ritter has made improvements, you can't turn the ball over that many times in in three games like it's just it's just not something that you can do and have winning football so I think from that standpoint yes I only covered Ritter for one game in college and I feel bad because I got a very bad impression of him it was a game where they were ranked number two in the country and they it came down to the final possession against Navy and he had a bad attitude on the sideline and so I never got oh. to see like the incredible leader and and all of the positive things that everybody was saying about Desmond Ritter I didn't get that in person so I don't know um, we also did get other quarterback news here moments ago evidently and we can revisit this again in a moment but Mike Rabel has made it official that Will Levis is going to be the quarterback the rest of the way Ryan Tannehill will be the backup doesn't surprise me Tannehill coming off an injury Levis has looked decent enough where 
you know, it might as well see what you got here with Levis. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, Levis has looked decent. You know, it's funny. We talked about in the last segment with Tank Williams, you know, Stroud versus Bryce Young. Is that a mistake? You could start to make the case. All right. There's three other rookie yeah. quarterbacks. There's four total. Levis, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson. I don't even know if Young's number one out of that bunch. You can make a case it should be Levis or Richardson. Uh, that that order, is, revisiting that is very interesting just based on a couple games from Levis. I know it's only a couple games, but it's all we have to go on. Yeah, small sample size, but Will Levis saying, you guys left me in that green room. I'm going to take it out on everybody that I fit. No, um, but yeah, round two, who? Good for Will Levis that he's come out the gates as strong as he has. But I, I do feel for Bryce Young because he's not got a lot around him that set him up Not for success. Yeah, it's it's been a really rough situation for him. I wonder where he could be in his early rookie developmental growth if he was somewhere else. But, you know, this is the hand that he was dealt. He was the number one overall pick, and you go to the team that you go to. So we're going to take a quick time out here. We'll continue our NFL talk in a moment. Julian Edlow, DraftKings NFL and NBA analyst, will join us coming up next. Wonder what he makes of the official move to Will Levis as well as some of his best bets. And we're at the halfway park of the part of the NFL season. Who are your midseason awards winners that can go on to win it all? We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. No better time of year to be a sports better. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro games every week. You can sign up today and get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. We've got betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. 
plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Sign up now and get full VSIN Pro access to everything we do through May 1st for only $120. Don't miss this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to sign up now. Will Hill and Stormy Tony with you. See, I always say coming to you from coast to coast as always with Michael Lombardi, and we're still doing that, Will. How are you? I'm so st- I'm so excited to see you. I feel like I haven't seen your beautiful face in such a long time. I'm on every couple weeks. I think I was on two weeks with you, but yeah, it's uh it's been fun. We were just we were talking off the air a little while ago. Like oh, these shows go by fast. Yeah. I, being on the airtime is different than real time for whatever reason, but it's fun, fun time of year. It's hard to believe we're halfway through the NFL season. Just takes so long to get here. You look up and you're halfway through. It just flies by. Speaking of which, um, halfway at the halfway point of the season, I feel like it's always a good time to dive into some of the NFL player of the year awards, coach of the year awards, kind of see where we're sitting. And Julian Edlow, DraftKings NFL and NBA analyst joining us now. I know he's got a few opinions from that standpoint. Also host of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. And you can catch him on The Sweat every weekend right before this show on DraftKings Network and VEASAN. Julian, thanks for doing this. But yeah, you've been getting ahead of the awards market. Any big bets that you like or have in pocket? right now um there's nothing at the moment that i'm that i think you absolutely need to jump on i you know i think the most intriguing award is going to wind up being the comeback player of the year Mm. because it's the only one that doesn't really have to do with how well you actually play um you know it has to do with the story and we saw alex smith win it because of his story uh a few years back and now DeMar Hamlin has one of the, you know, all-time stories here. And it comes down to, you know, voters' opinions and what they want to vote on. And he was on the field for some special team snaps. I thought all he needed to do was get on the field to win this award. So I, I still think Hamlin at minus 110 is a good bet, uh, good bet for comeback player of the year. He still could get in there on defense at some point in time. And the real way I want to hedge it up, like, I, you know, Josh Dobbs is a great story, but is he coming back? Tua coming back from concussions. We see guys come back from concussions all the time. Like if Aaron Rodgers comes back and plays, that's the guy that I think could steal votes. So you can hedge yourself up at some 30 to one there. But I I think this is Damar Hamlin's award. A a fun award, Julian. And I thought Dable last year had value all the way up until the end. He was 20 to 31. I sort of feel the same way about a guy I'm looking at now. Mike Tomlin at 22 to one has never won this award the perception of these teams is so important. Like, hey, it, it's all Tomlin. They don't have a lot of talent. Could you see Tomlin stealing this award? What's your just general thought to your coach of the year? Yeah, I like that one. Obviously, Campbell and McDaniel are the fa- are the favorites with, with you know, good reason. Um, but I don't think either of them have done anything to, to run away with it either. So D'Amico Ryan's uh, up there with the job he's done in Houston. But I, I like the point that you made that that Mike Tomlin's never won the award. Um, you know, he's he's never had a, a season below 500, yet he's never won the award. And a lot of people will tell you this is his best coaching job. So I, I, I would definitely say this is his best coaching job. The question is, is it good enough to make him better than all of those those other coaches? We still have a ways to go. But, you know, I lean Pittsburgh laying three this week. They're at home against the Packers. If they keep getting these wins and get to 10 wins, say, um, he's definitely going to be shorter than 22 to one. I'll give you that. Yeah, a joke I feel like I keep making is that the Steelers are Mike Tomlining their ways to wins, and and it seems that way. So you say you like them this week, laying the points against Green Bay. What stands out to you most about that game? Just more of a Green Bay fade. Um, They've been pretty bad. Jordan Love has been pretty bad. And then they get the win over the Rams, who 
once you take Stafford out of the equation for the Rams, that's that's kind of it for them. And you could see that uh, see that coming. So now they're going to go on the road. Much tougher atmosphere. You're going up against a team that keeps winning all these games with without outgaining their opponent. Now they get a team in Green Bay that I feel like they probably can outgain the Packers at home and actually uh, win a game the way that most teams do win games by getting more yards than your opponent. So I think that this is a spot, a rare spot where the Steelers actually have an offensive edge. And if the Steelers can be better on defense at home than the Packers on the road, uh, I, I don't mind laying three here. Julian, I follow you on Twitter. I see you try to quantify things, put numbers on things. How hard is it for you as somebody who makes numbers with these backup quarterbacks, the DeVitos of the world, the mm -hmm. Tyson Badgins? Do you think, hey, there's value on these guys? I blindly fade them. I stay away. What's your approach here when you get these quarterbacks that nobody's ever heard of? Yeah, it's really hard. And I'll, I'll be honest, I mostly just don't get involved because I don't know what I'm going to get. And with things like college football that I feel like I have a good grasp on, college basketball just started, NBA. If I feel like I have a better grasp on that stuff, then I'm mostly going to play that. But obviously, I'm going to do my homework and see if there seems to be some value on some of these guys. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, Badgent, like he was a great bet in his first game, a complete unknown. And then you start to see the tape on him and maybe things aren't as as good. So with DeVito, I think he's a guy that, I, you know, with all due respect to him, he's not an NFL quarterback. But, you know, what do we do now? Like it's 16, 16 and a half points against the against yeah. the Cowboys this week. So I'm not going to lay that. What I do want to do. And last time I looked, there was no we have over unders throughout the season on win totals on DK Sportsbook. The Giants were not there this morning when I looked. I am very much interested in a Giants under win total. It's going to be an ugly number compared to what you could have gotten the start of the season. But we didn't know that this was going to be like a double digit dog every every week, the back half of the season, which it now looks like it could be. Yeah, it got particularly ugly now with Daniel Jones officially lost for the season with the ACL tear. I can't even imagine the buyer's remorse that the Giants as an organization must have right now with that contract, but neither here nor there. Yeah. Speaking of, of rookies, though, we do have a little bit of a sample size for Will Levis, and we just saw the announcement from Mike Vrabel that he will be the starting quarterback moving forward. Do you like the move, and does that like what have you seen from the young rookie in just a couple games? Definitely like the move. Uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill, you you got what you were going to get out of Ryan Tannehill in, in Tennessee. And he he's only uh, regressing. You go to him the first week, four touchdown passes, definitely gave the offense a spark. And then you say on that short week on the road in Pittsburgh, how's it going to look? That's a spot where generally you take a big step back. And while they lost the game and he wasn't quite as good, he still played pretty well and gave Tennessee a chance to win that game. So I think that makes it an easy call uh, for Vrabel to go with a guy uh, like Will Levis here, who he slid in that draft. A lot of people liked him. His draft prop, you know, we bet a ton of those draft props. He was six and a half and he went into the second round. Uh, it's looking like a pretty good buy there for uh, for Tennessee. I like what I'm seeing from Will Levis. I think he can be a capable NFL quarterback. You mentioned you do college Heisman national title. Who wins both? And is there value on either of those markets? Oh man. Everybody seems to be on the Oregon train right now. Um, and you can kind of include me. I, I don't know if I want to go Bo Nix for, for Heisman. I still think Penix might have the inside track and you see the numbers there are, are tightening up. 
And if one of those teams loses again, like you could see, and and Michigan beats Penn State this weekend, then JJ McCarthy's back at the top. Like this market is a moving target week to week. Um, so I, if you're making me guess it, I'm gonna guess Penix, but none of those top four would surprise me. Uh, in terms of who's gonna win it all, I just think there's not that dominant team this year. Georgia. Uh, isn't necessarily what it's been in those back-to-back championship years. We'll see if they get Bowers back for the SEC championship game or the, or the playoff. But I'll take two teams that are on the outside looking in, that being Alabama and uh, Oregon, who you can get 8-1 to one and 10-1 to one on, you see right there on DraftKings, and say one of those two teams is going to get in and wreak havoc. It's either going to be a 12-1 Bama that beats Georgia in the SEC title game or a 12-1 Oregon that runs the table and avenges the loss that they had at Washington out in the Pac-12 title game uh, in Vegas. I think one of those two teams is getting in at 12-1 and one and uh, not going to be a team that anybody wants to see. Yeah, and I think odds makers certainly are giving the edge to Oregon. Minus 110 for them to make the playoff right now. Julian, you are tremendous. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate you. Hey, anytime. Thank you guys for having me. Again, make sure you download and subscribe to the Unreasonable Odds podcast and join us every weekend on The Sweat as well as the Lombardi Line, part of that pregame power-up on DraftKings Network. We got some breaking news just now, Will, and we'll revisit this um, on on the backside as well, but the Rams are evidently releasing their backup dresser win at quarterback, the the young guy from UT Martin, according to Aaron Wilson, and expected to add Carson Wentz as Matt Stafford's backup. That's a strange one. I wouldn't think Wentz would want to come in unless he's got some sort of – now, he's not in the position where he gets promises, but you'd think Wentz, there's a path to play if he's coming in there. So that made me think, hey, makes me think, hey, maybe Stafford's out another couple of weeks and Stafford and Wentz gets in an audition here. That's a strange one, though. That surprised me. I found it particularly interesting, especially after we just saw the report from Jordan Rodriguez yesterday that Sean McVay sounded optimistic about – Matthew Stafford and the situation with his finger. So, yeah, we know coaches never lie. Coaches are always honest. Of course, the most truthful of the people there, especially, especially in a media scrum. Um, We'll we'll revisit this uh, in a little bit. But when we come back, we have VEASAN's own Aaron Moore joining the program. Lots more college football to discuss as well. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Stormy Tony and Will Hill holding it down here on the Lombardi line as we now welcome into the show VEASAN Zone. Aaron Moore does great work for us at VEASAN.com. Also sports media professor, was a contributor to the College Hoops basketball guide that just came out a little bit ago. And Aaron, we're one day into the college basketball season and we already have an 11 to one outright upset with James Madison knocking off number four, Michigan state yesterday. I, I think that there were people that anticipated some early upsets. I don't know if they anticipated that. You know what? Uh, first of all, thanks for having me stormy and will, this is the year of James Madison, right? right? Like we're just talking James Madison. And I think it is interesting to look at what we saw last night that Tom Izzo pushes his team unlike any other of the top nationally ranked teams. James Madison is favored to win the Sun Belt. He brings them in first game. 
Look at some of the other teams in Division One. They were playing Division Three teams last night because they wanted to start out one and zero. Izzo has a team with seniors, and he has a team with or upperclassmen and underclassmen, and he pushed them, and they lost. And I think the interesting thing about that is. Your look at DraftKings, the odds for the national championship aren't going to change. Michigan State is still 15 to 1. I think you're going to look back at this and say this is Tom Izzo opening game. No coach wants to lose, right? They don't want to lose. That didn't look good for Michigan State. But I do think it helps Tom Izzo and it helps that Michigan State program down the line. And at the same time, they're loving life in Harrisonburg, Virginia, because James Madison used to be this small little school nobody talked about. Now they're one of the big football stories, and they started off the season as last night, as you said, Stormy. Maybe they're the biggest college basketball story of day one. Aaron, what is it like handicapping the first week, the first few weeks of college basketball, as opposed to five, ten, maybe fifteen years ago? Now, with the college of, with the climate of college sports, transfer portal, all the things, is it harder to do, easier to do? What are your thoughts? Just the general changes here in college basketball. You know what? Well, I think the changes are there's so much information. So let's take away the transfer portal. Let's take away all these different changes that have happened in the last few years. It's easier to get information on teams like James Madison or smaller conferences. There's more information. We can look at the rosters. We can have this digital information at our fingertips. So I think it's great to handicap in this sense. I don't know the last time I picked up a physical newspaper and looked at box scores like I did 25 30 years ago. Now I can look at my computer and have the roster, have uh, possessions per game, all the Bart Torvik, Ken Palm information at your fingertips. That's got to help you. And I think that helps you the first two or three weeks of the season where you see these mismatches and mismatches in terms of profile, where you're going to have power conference teams playing these lower conference teams. Not that many people know about, but you can do your research on these lower teams and you can see the transfer portal has helped them. You can see these rosters aren't what they were 20 years ago and they're going to be competitive. And now I can get those teams catching points. I think it's a it's a golden age right now will for college basketball betters who are willing to do their homework and look outside the power five. As we do shift over to college football, I, I want to go back to James Madison because I know you have a couple games specifically that, that you have good bets on this week, but for them, they this morning made another appeal, wrote a letter to the NCAA. They're one of just seven teams that are undefeated in FBS football right now. And we know that the NCAA doesn't like to admit when they're wrong in a situation. They don't like to make exceptions. But clearly, like, their resume has legs. The fact that it's back-to-back seasons, too, that they've played a full FBS schedule. They're at the 85 scholarships. Do you think that their appeal has legs enough to give them an opportunity to play in a bowl? Because right now, they're in great situation to compete as the top group of five team, which would give them an opportunity to play in a New Year's Six Bowl. And right now, they're held out of it because they can't even play in their conference championship. Stormy, I think we're going to look at this James Madison case, and it's going to be number 3,915 decisions by the NCAA that we don't agree with, that don't seem to make sense, that we're going to argue, and why is this happening? From the outside, obviously, you should let this team into a bowl, into the national championship conversation. They haven't lost a game. That means they are doing better than most teams in the country. However, and here's the big however, 
They knew what the transition was. They knew what the rules were. This is an anomaly. And I just can't see, yes, they can write letters. Yes, they can uh, put things on social media and say, look how unfair this is. But as you said, the NCAA, I don't think has any real drive to change midstream here. These were the rules. James Madison knew these rules. I think that the case is more about, wow, James Madison did so good in their first two years. That's kind of a surprise. I just don't see the NCAA acting quickly and making a move that goes against precedent because the power of the NCAA is these rules that these schools abide by. So I just can't see all of a sudden, well, here's our rule for James Madison. You're really good. Okay, let's change it. I just don't see that happening. I think the season ends with James Madison maybe going undefeated, having a gaudy record. You can look back at what they did and say it's an amazing job. However, they're going to be on the outside looking in, and they knew that's what the transition rules were from the start. Aaron, the big game of the weekend, Michigan-Penn State. I feel like Penn State, a lot of people are, are the same way with them what they are with the Dolphins. Hey, until they beat a good team, I got to I gotta see it first. Total 45.5, Michigan laying 4.5. What are your thoughts here, Michigan and Penn State? So, well, I want to bet Michigan. And I think there's a little bit of a contrarian aspect to it because everything we hear about Michigan is anti-Michigan. And the spread was around seven to begin with. And I have the spread at, at six. My numbers say six. I want to bet Michigan. But how I'm going to take this is I'm going to ride this anti-Michigan sentiment as long as I can and see if that line continually goes down. I think you're going to have public bettors that are going to say, well, Michigan has this shit issue with Jim Harbaugh. And this letter was sent from the Big Ten, and it's going to be uh, a penal uh, example against Michigan for what they did. All that is talk, and I think that talk is going to impact the line. I want to take Michigan, certainly, if I can get them under six. I'm going to wait that one out. And, and I think it is interesting, Will, that we look at the futures board, and Michigan is still plus 260 or so to win the national championship. We talk about how they haven't played anybody. But look at the power ratings in terms of DraftKings. They haven't really moved them. So what DraftKings does to look at Michigan compared to other teams for that national championship, even though they haven't played great teams and they're going to play a decent Penn State team, I'm not going to call them great, they're still power ranked a reason. And I think that's one of the aspects we as betters have to look at, that DraftKings or the other national books are saying Michigan has all these checks going against them, but we're still keeping them up there as the first or second favorite. So I'm going to wait it out. I think uh, Penn State, in terms of this game, that we don't necessarily want to bet on James Franklin. And my main takeaway is Drew Aller is a good quarterback against Maryland. He does great against Indiana. However, we saw what he did against Ohio State, and I think the same aspect duplicates itself against Michigan. He's just not that same quarterback against the top of the Big Ten that he is against the middle of the Big Ten. Aaron, one or two games on the Saturday card that you love this week? So I think we'll, we'll stick with these big games. I think one of the main storylines to look at is obviously USC. We're talking USC. We're talking Michigan. And both of those examples, we're not really talking about it in a positive way. One of the games that I like is the, is the under of the USC-Oregon game. Mm -hmm. Now, you look at Oregon. 
and they are the top scoring offense. And what USC did to fire their defensive coordinator says something to me, that Lincoln Riley is going to go into the Big Ten, and he's going to be on a little bit of a hot seat. USC did not hire him just to have a flashy offense. They expected wins like they got last year. So what is the quickest way for USC to fix this horrible defense? Yes, fire their defensive coordinator. And then the second part is just slow the game down. I think you're going to see fewer possessions with USC. And that's going to hopefully, in this case, if you take the under, it's going to slow this game down. One of the most interesting USC stats I saw so far is they have an average of 63 games excuse me, 63 plays per game. But on the road, it jumps up to 73. That's too many snaps. That exposes your defense to making too many mistakes. So I think you're going to see a slower down version of USC. And with Caleb Williams, I think you're going to see him enter this section of the season now, maybe a little less interested to improvise and do all those great things that he's done and keep USC moving offensively, I think you see a slowdown in this USC-Oregon game. Yeah, you wonder if that motivation factor finally starts to take its step back. And Oregon's defense, too, much better than what they saw last week against Washington, that's for sure. Aaron, thank you so much. This was great. Thank you very much, guys. Good luck to you. That's Aaron Thanks, Moore Aaron. doing wonderful things for us again at vcin.com. We're going to step aside, wrapping things up on the Lombardi line with Will Hill coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com where you can check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. 
Betting splits, another way. VSIN is here to make you a more informed, better year round. You can check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. That is also where you can find our pro tips every single day here at the network, searchable by sport and by show. Every show does them. Um, and Will, our pro tip coming from you, coming in the clutch today when we were talking about primetime unders and the way that there's just been unprecedented success. It feels like 75% um, unders hitting so far this season. And unders in general, we wonder if the tide is going to start turning here soon. Yeah, there's a saying, if you're not there for the wedding, don't be there for the funeral. Meaning with these trends, they become public and everybody jumps on them. Eventually, like the books catch up. The books are paying attention. They they uh, they know what they're doing to some extent. And you just don't want to be late to the party here and just say, start blindly betting the unders thinking this trend is going to continue. I know this was a trend, too, in, in March Madness, the NCAA tournament, where first half unders were a great bet. And you know what the books do? The books adjust. And same thing with like Army-Navy. The total is always so... It's always so well-known, so public that it goes under. Last year, they made it so low that I mean, it took overtime, but it went over. <laughs> so just be careful that you're being, you're, you're getting, you're late to the party on some of these. Yeah, but again, free daily betting tips available on vcin.com. But I think that's a, a really, really good point. Sometimes if something seems too good to be true, it often is. And <laughs> odds makers are very smart and they're quick to adjust things when they see it being the necessary way to go. Uh, and speaking of betting splits, I'm looking at our betting splits page right now. And granted, it's early in the week, so there's not a ton of money that's come in on a number of these games to this point yet. But there are a couple games that have pretty glaring splits right now. Um, one of them being a game I know you have interest in. And it's the Dallas Cowboys laying 16 points against the Giants. It is not looking like there's a lot of positivity for New York out there. Only 8% of handle, 18% of bets backing the New York Giants so far early. It is not looking up despite the biggest spread on the board. Yeah, not really my nature to lay double digits in the NFL, maybe a handful of times all year. But this is one where anything under 17, I think there's value on the Cowboys, you're getting the Cowboys in a bad mood. They beat them 40 to nothing once. You're going to get them at home against a quarterback who, like, look, he, he's in the NFL, but let's be honest, he does not belong in the NFL. You figure they'll get some turnovers. You figure they're going to get their 24, 27, maybe 30 points against anybody. How do the Giants score? Yeah. How do the Giants score? I'll just leave it at that. I was going to say, how do the Giants score more than 10 points? I could have just left this. How do the Giants score? <laughs> Giants, I'd be interested in the team total if that's up yet. My guess, I mean, you can only make it solo. It's not like you can make it six and a half. My guess is it's like 10 and a half, and that would be an under for me. So to me, this game has like 34-10 written all over it. I know, hey, you're late in 16 in the NFL. What are you, crazy? I'm going to lay it here. I think this is an absolute blowout. I think they win this game by 20-plus points. Are the Giants in a position where they need to evaluate the quarterbacks in next year's draft? Like, I, I know that they just paid Daniel Jones, but yes. does that feel like kind of a necessary move for this yes. franchise it does i mean jones besides the play on the field which is shaky on its own and it's why you know i i was on during the summer we talked about sleepers for having the worst record i was like the giants at 30 to 1 didn't have a lot of talent last year they overachieved they had a soft schedule think about jones not only is he he's shaky on the field he gets hurt a lot yeah. last year he was healthy but a couple years ago he had the neck thing he's missed a lot of games so i think it's probably time to move on you can make the case jones is probably done as a starter maybe they give him one year next year but Hey, they have two wins, so it's not even tanking. Taylor's probably out for the rest of the year. Jones is out for the rest of the year. There's nobody that's going to come off the couch and even want to play for the Giants who are a bad team with a bad offensive line. So the idea that you could upgrade DeVito is really going to be hard, too. They're probably done winning games this year. So you're going to be in a position where 
Um, I, I know there, there's some plus 330 out there for, to have the worst, the, the worst record, the first pick. They're going to be right in the mix to yeah. either pick one or pick two. At worst, probably pick three, but a good chance to pick top two and get Mayor Caleb. So they're going to, you know, it's funny. Giant fans defended Daniel Jones. They defended him, and they're going to sort of back into to Caleb Williams mm. or May, it looks like here, which is just kind of ironic. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, first game back after missing a number of games with the neck injury and immediately torn ACL done for the season. You can tell it's bad for the Giants when you have a spread that's that big in a total 38 and a half type of a game. It's going to be an uphill battle. The Tommy DeVito show. Do you have a team total there? Do you have a team total in front of you? I, I can look it up. You look it up for a moment while I'm while I'm chatting. Um, I but, guess would be 10 and a half just based oh, on having a life and doing these all the time. And that's not something that you're running to bet. <laughs> like, I would run to bet the under. I don't think they're yeah. going to score. Unless they score on defense, they're not scoring that many points here. Yeah. Let's see. Team props. It is. Let's see. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of different. Yep, 10.5 is minus 120. They have a bunch of different alternate Fire ones. Fire away. 11.5 minus 125. Yeah, I mean, under 7.5 is plus 160. Boy, that's amazing. God. Under it, ten and a half is a bet for me. I like that one. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be ugly. There's no question about that. And you also mentioned there's not anybody that's wanting to jump off the couch and get involved. The Rams are on a bye this week, but apparently Carson Wentz coming off of the couch and going to be the backup to Matt Stafford when they return, which you think could be maybe reading between the lines a little bit in Los Angeles and Matt Stafford's health. Well, I don't see why you'd bring him in. I don't see why he'd want to come in to just hold a clipboard. I mean, he's made enough money. He's been a, a you know, he's had, had some success in the league. I would think that's some sort of a hint. Now, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I would think that's some sort of a hint that maybe Stafford isn't ready to go for the next couple of weeks. And hey, McVay's done this before. He got a little something out of Baker Mayfield, look respectable for the second half of last year. Maybe you bring in Wentz and you revitalize him either to be your starter going into next year, who knows the future of Stafford, or you just, you get some value in where, where you're buying low here on Stafford. To me, this is a hint, though, that Stafford is not healthy. Uh, value on Wentz, I'm sorry. This is a hint that Stafford is not healthy. Again, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but don't don't see an, uh, another reason why you'd be bringing in Wentz off the streets here. Uh, another game that you have interest in this week, we just saw the Chargers and their oddly anemic offense on display last night. You like Detroit on the money line coming up this weekend. Yeah, I, I'm surprised this was this low. Opened one, one and a half. There were some really cheap money lines. To me, Detroit's just the better team and yeah. clearly the better team. You can say right, they're on the road. Well, okay, they're on the road in LA where it's going to be all Lions fans. Lions fans excited about that team. They'll probably travel pretty well to LA. I, I just think Detroit's better on both sides of the ball. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this closes around a field goal. To me, Detroit is significantly better. So it's Lions on the money line for me. If you're teasing the Chargers up to eight and a half, I can certainly understand that. They have a habit of hanging around in all these games, but uh, I think Detroit wins this game. And if you look going forward, we were talking about coach of the year. The one thing that concerns me about Campbell winning coach of the year, because I don't think he's a typical coach of the year candidate. This team was minus money to win the division. There's a path for them to get to like 12, 13, oh. maybe more wins. I mean, their schedule is a joke. They get the Bears a couple times. They get the Packers, the Vikings a couple times. It's okay. They're not bad. But if you look at this Detroit schedule, oh, my goodness, there are some bad teams in the league, and they get to play all of them, it seems like. Yeah, and we were saying off air, too, I feel like my my one thing that's really in support of Dan Campbell to win this award is that it is voted on by humans, and they saw for the first couple years of Dan Campbell how bad and ugly it was and that they started to turn it around last year. So it's kind of a combo play of his story but I think that's a great argument for your case for Mike Tomlin as well from a narrative standpoint of we all talk about him as a Hall of Fame coach and he's never won coach of the year it's wild so if, if, if the Steelers are able to continue 
Tomlining their ways to wins, it makes a lot of sense. And you have to make the playoffs to win this award. Obviously, that's not a concern with Campbell. They're going to win that division most likely. But like D'Amico, Ryan, Salah, 5-1, to 10-1, to one, those teams probably are not getting in the playoffs as good as the story as Houston is. They're probably not getting to the 9 or 10 wins. So Pittsburgh's only plus 140 to make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, he should not be 22-1. to one. He should not be 22-1, to one, period. This should be – this is a bad number. I'm just going to say it's a bad <laughs> number. It should not be that high. That's To me, that's a really good bet. I think he's very live to win this award if they make the playoffs, which is no guarantee. But if he gets in, you got a hell of a bet. I need them to keep winning games. So I'm in support of this because – you know, I took the Steelers in the preseason, their win total over eight and a half. I really would like them to get there. Their in-season total now is nine and a half. It is juiced to the under. So I'd be perfectly happy if they're able to get to nine, 10 wins this season. Cash that ticket for me. I also, I'm I'm with um, some of our guests here today that like the Steelers against the Packers this week. I feel like Green Bay is not it. And I really feel comfortable laying the three. I don't disagree. I just don't have much of an appetite to lay points with this Steeler team. It makes me physically ill to think about it, to just imagine what that would be like to lay points with this team. But I'm certainly not betting Green Bay. Is there anything else you like or anything else you bet this week? Um, I like the 49ers this week, too, in the bounce back, getting healthy off the bye. Uh, I know that that's a tough sell against the Jags and how good, obviously, Homer. they have been recently. Oh, come on. If anything, I've been down on San Francisco, but I I, I feel optimism that Brock Purdy isn't going to still be concussed anymore after the bye. So I, th- I think that that in itself should help with the interception problem, perhaps. Um, but- yeah, I, th- I think people that are jumping off San Francisco, not that a lot of people are, but it, it, it's a mistake. Once they yeah. get healthy, this team's as good as anybody. And you talk about teaser legs. I think the Ravens are probably good. Like, I loved the Ravens as a teaser last week. Did not anticipate them blowing out the Seahawks like they did. But if you're going to keep me in that six, seven-point wheelhouse with the Ravens as a favorite, I'm going to tease that down week in and week out. You are awesome, Will. Thanks for filling in for Michael today. Coming up next, Pablo Torre on DraftKings Network and Sharp Money on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.